Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We... I have a lot to get to with you today. Um, obviously, we now know the identity and a whole lot more information about the Nashville school shooter from yesterday. It was a uh, transgender individual uh, picked the school out, had a manifesto. The manifesto has not been released, uh, at least I believe as we speak to you right this moment although it could come out during the show, and if so, we will uh, read through it quickly to see. Um, but we have analysis on what happened there and also um, on the uh, Nashville Metro Police side of things. Um, body camera footage is out that shows from at least two officers' uh, perspectives, officers Rex Engelbert and Michael Colazzo. Uh, how they engage the target and they move to it right away. Heroic actions by Nashville police uh, that almost certainly saved lives in the process and did stop the threat and did bring this uh, horrific mass shooting in Nashville to a conclusion. We've also got the uh, discussion already underway about how to how to deal with this uh, on the political side. Joe Biden calling for an assault rifle ban. We heard that yesterday right at the end of our program. Uh, the primary focus of all the Democrat-aligned media is on guns, of course. Very little discussion about uh, the mental health issues, the obvious mental health issues that were involved here in this mass casualty uh, domestic terror attack. And I want to explain why this is a domestic terror attack by uh, all of the definitions and and our our expectations about how we discuss these things and how we how we analyze them, and then we'll get into some politics. We we've got some other stories we want to bring to your attention. Really interesting to see Clay, the Biden administration uh, trying to pose already from Biden's Twitter account uh, and and in other places, tough on crime and trying to secure the border. 
and actually calling out Republicans for being weak on those issues. If you want to see how much of an inversion of reality they're willing to engage in when it comes to the 2024 election and how they're going to get people to vote for. All right, Clay, let's um, we we went off air yesterday and, and a lot more information came out about the shooter. I want to get to that um, second, because first, the, the breaking news and it just came out in the last hour and a half or so is that uh, Nashville Metro Police on, on a number of levels, I think, here is showing you textbook execution uh, of the you know what you should do in a uh, mass shooter incident like this and also textbook transparency, which is really important. Getting information out right away, updating it right away. You could really tell in that press conference yesterday, even when the chief of police came out, that they were just telling everybody what they had, and as they had new information, they told them new information. This is really, in many ways, it seems like the opposite of the Uvalde police response, which was very confused, withholding and then we know in the end cowardly is what happened there this is the opposite of that these officers were heroes and we'll actually play some of the body camera footage and assess what happened here in a second yeah no doubt and i would encourage everybody out there listening to us right now to seek out the body camera footage we're going to play you some audio but i think you need to see it and 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 frankly i think you need to share it with people maybe in your own lives who've been critical of police because we all know that every time a police officer makes a mistake, the video goes viral of that body camera mistake of that uh, of that incident. This is a what appears to me to be a clinical response by the Nashville Police Department from there's a six minute video buck of the police officer pulling up, uh, getting out, opening up the trunk of his car, unloading his rifle being informed uh, by a uh, employee of the school, hey, here's where we think the shooter is, the kids are locked down, here's what you need to uh, to know, and then to be able to follow both of the uh, hero cops who, who eventually brought down this killer, to be able to follow them in real time and see as they are searching the school and attempting to find their way towards the shots to protect those kids. It's everything we didn't see in Uvalde. And I think every single police department in the country, in the same way that they may have looked at Uvalde and said, we can never do this again, they failed on so many different levels, they need to be using this Nashville footage as tape of how to handle a school shooting. Buck, from the moment they entered that school to the moment they took down that shooter was a little bit over three minutes. From the moment that one of the uh, police officers who took down the shooter literally pulled up in his car to taking down that shooter was six minutes. For everybody out there who wants to micromanage, attack, and try to defund the police, this is a clip that needs to be spread widely. It is violent. It is graphic to some extent. But I think it's important for people to experience what the real-life, moments-to-moment life of a cop is like. And I think when you watch that footage, actually, here, let's let's play. We have the end of it, the the moment where these officers, you have to, you have to remember, they're going in. They don't know who this person is in terms of the level of training and proficiency. They don't know if this person has uh, set up an ambush for them. They don't know what the firing angles are they're walking into. They don't know if this person has incendiary or explosive devices. I mean, they're just going into a school shooting. They have very little information. Every room that they walk into, I mean, for a lot of uh, our 
folks uh, listening who are former military, you know, they know what it was like clearing rooms in Iraq, clearing rooms in Afghanistan, going into these compounds in Afghanistan. Every room you walk into, you could take an AK-47 round. Well, in this case, every room they walked into, these officers, they could have been they could have been mowed down by a barricaded shooter. So the fact that it came off the way that it did, um, they did this with precision, professionalism and courage. And here is how the the final moment, the confrontation with that shooter sounded. Play it. Now, I want to say, Clay, we have body camera footage from officers Rex Engelbert and Michael Colazzo, who both took shots to take down the shooter in that footage. There were other officers present there as well. Uh, if we know their names, we'll read them on air as well. I haven't I haven't seen the other officers named yet. Um, we should we should pull them up because they took the same risks. They were in the effectively they didn't really move in a stack, but they were moving in the same uh, cover formation. And um, all those officers showed us exactly what cops are supposed to do, what we uh, praise them for doing, and and what the expectations of the American people for their law enforcement are. And I, I think for a lot of people, this was, uh, you know, th- this was a, a lot of people in the law enforcement community, and I can speak for them to the degree that they've told me this, you know, they were all furious after Uvalde. Every law enforcement officer in the country can watch what happened here in Nashville in terms of this response and say, that's who we are, and that's how we save lives. I think they did better than social workers would have, Buck. For everybody out there who tried to make this ridiculous argument to defund the police and that in moments of violence, what we really needed to do was bring in social workers to talk to people who are contemplating issues of violence. These guys are badasses. And you, I can't impress upon you enough how much I would encourage you to go watch the video. You can hear the audio, the the alarm going off in the background. The default to training, Buck, in a situation like this, I, I, it is it, as a as a layperson, it is a flawlessly executed. It appears to me six minute video that almost feels like it could be a training right. exercise because they were so perfect in the way that they performed. When you watch it and they're going room to room, they're communicating, you know, you've got to remember these officers, I mean, their hearts are beating out of their chests, which affects their particularly fine motor skills. But, you know, everything, you could hear that noise. You could hear the situation they're going into. It's chaotic. They're, they blur them in the video there are bodies that you see some of the at least one or two of the individuals who were killed uh civilians who were killed in this um so they're seeing dead bodies they know they've got an active shooter it's very loud they have no idea where this shooter is they've got no intel on that at all and like i said every room they walk into they could be walking into you know they could be walking into rifle fire at close distance which even with even with plate vests on i mean you know you're you're very likely not going to be able to make it through that um, and they did it, you could tell, there was no hesitation. 
There was no, oh, I don't know, maybe we should wait for even more backup. Maybe we need a, an armored vehicle to come in here for us. Or so. I mean, it was just, we're going. There are kids at risk. There are adults at risk. We are taking action right now to save lives. And, you know, it, it they they did it very well. And under the circumstances, when you think back to what they were walking into, took takes tremendous bravery. Any one of those officers could have been killed in that situation, that circumstance. Honestly, all of them could have been. And they moved like they were doing it to save other people's lives. They all want to go home to their families at the end of the night. You know, people got to remember that. That's going to enter into their heads, too. They walk into that building. It's, you know, I've got a wife and three kids at home, or I've got a, you know, a, a wife and, uh, you know, a child on the way or whatever it may be. And they know every room they walk into could be their last. And they moved without hesitation. I just want any critic of the police to watch this video. And, and, and I would encourage, and look, we've been critical on this show. I mean, many of you we out were very there critical of Uvalde. I said it was cowardly, yes. and by the way, that was true. It was the response in Uvalde yes. was cowardice, and we said it. And sometimes that upsets people when you when you say something like that. But you've got to be honest. And what I would say is, if you are someone out there who is a critic of the police, and you will share every single negative video involving a police officer, I would encourage you to go watch that video the six-minute version of that video in particular, where you literally see the officer pull up uh, and think about the circumstances that those guys are in, Buck, because as you watch them have to go into these different classrooms in an active shooter situation, and they don't know where this shooter is, and they're trying to clear the rooms as they are working their way up, they're trying to find their way to stairwells, they've never been in this building before, they have no real idea where they're headed, and there's shots being fired, and there's kids being killed, there's innocent teachers being killed, and they got there from the moment that they enter that school until the shooter is down is a little over three minutes. From the moment they pull up in their police cruiser to the moment that shooter is down is six minutes. It's almost impossible to do better. Now, we come back. I do think it's worth having a discussion, not only about who the shooter was and their background and everything else. Same conversation we had after Uvalde, Buck. I've got three kids that were in Nashville schools, three different ones. All of them have armed security guards in them. Why can we give $100 billion to Ukraine and we can't protect every kid in a school in America? I think you know, that's a real conversation. The reporting is still out there that the shooter chose this school instead yes. of another school because of the higher security at the other school. Now, I know that the shooter went to this school as a student, but there was another school. I don't believe they've named what the other school is. I would assume that school probably had a resource officer. I think every person in America who would ever consider going to a school needs to understand there's going to be an armed person there that they're going to have to get through, because I think that could change in many ways the decision-making there. We'll talk about that and more as we continue to break it down. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us, and thanks to all the brave men and women of the Nashville Police Department, and thanks to that police department for getting out that footage, with which I think is going to go a long way towards combating anti-cop sentiment in this country if you're a customer of verizon t-mobile at&t don't fall for their free phone deals there's no such thing as a free without a hook attached like locking into a long-term contract is going to cost you a fortune every month instead look to pure talk get a brand new iphone 12 from pure talk for just 12 bucks a month at zero percent interest no contract you can cancel or leave at any time that's a brand new iphone ultra fast 5g service cut your cell phone bill in half here's how you sign up grab your cell phone dial pound 
250 say Clay and Buck and Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team will help you make the switch in as little as 10 minutes. You can choose from a variety of unlimited talk and text plans starting at just 30 bucks a month with plenty of high-speed data all backed with 100% money-back guarantee. Dial pound 250 say Clay and Buck for this special offer. That's pound 250 say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter. Wireless restrictions apply. See site for details. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll through the Tuesday edition uh, of the program. Always got to get the day right. Uh, I'm up in Washington, D.C., by the way. Appreciate the Heritage Foundation uh, hosting me here. I'm speaking at an event tonight um, in D.C. Be back in Nashville tomorrow. Uh, but, Buck, I, I drop off my kid at elementary school pretty much every day. And when I do that... There is a school resource officer that is an armed, where I live, Williamson County deputy who is assigned to the school that my kid goes to. I have a middle school kid in Nashville. There's also an armed officer there as well. And there are armed security at my high schoolers' school as well. 
One of the lessons that I think we have to keep hammering home here, and I don't see this as remotely partisan, every single school in America needs an armed security guard. Every single one. And that is important because when you have these lunatic loons, like this crazy transgender murderer, she needs to, or he needs to, or whoever the people out there are thinking about doing this, need to think, before I can get to those kids who are innocent and unprotected, I'm going to have to go through a badass to get there, and that person will probably wipe me out. And, Buck, there's got to be a lot of people out there, even if it's not people who want to be police officers, that are retired military, that are you know in their late 30s, early 40s, that want to have a job like this. I think it's important because, again, the kids in my school learn to interact with police. They learn that they are there to help them, that they are trustworthy. I think it's an important lesson for every kid to learn. But I don't understand why it isn't uniform everywhere. Every kid should have an armed security force inside of their school. I mean, think of this, honestly, from a, from a budgetary perspective, how many uh how many schools have and i'm, I'm not trying to make this a yeah a, a dei discussion or a crt yeah, discussion right. i understand but, though we, but, it, we're wasting a lot ad, of money on, on education yeah uh, you know additional administrators and people wonder well, what is the, the 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 growth in administrator positions at schools across the nation is like seven times the growth of actual teachers yes um so if we got a lot of, if we have all this money for administrators uh, i do think you know, security procedures, it, it makes it makes sense. I, I, I don't see, you know, I, I wonder why, you know, the Democrats are so some of them. Some, I will say this is where you can get some you can get some bipartisan agreement, somewhat bipartisan. But to me, this is an easy non-political related fix that should occur everywhere to make this less likely. We're going to come back, though, talk about motive and the media's coverage of this in just a moment. More small business owners than ever have benefited from applying for a a tax refund with the IRS in their little-known program called the Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. It's not easy to apply for, but the payoff is healthy if you qualify. Go online to GetRefunds.com to get started. In less than eight minutes, see if your business qualifies for ERC assistance. Your business may be eligible for a payroll tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee kept on payroll during COVID-19. GetRefunds.com has already helped clients claim over $3 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. Let's see if they may be able to help your business, too. There is no upfront charge. They don't get paid until your business gets its refund. Look, there are businesses that think they won't qualify, but they actually do. So you got to check it out for yourself. Go to GetRefunds.com. That website, again, is GetRefunds.com. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. And we're talking now about the uh, aftermath of the horrific uh, shooting. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Nashville community and, and specifically the families of those who uh, lost uh, their loved ones in this in this evil act of, of mass murder. Um, we've also been bringing you the most up-to-date information and, and everything that is known at this point about this shooter uh, because... If we're going to prevent things, we have to understand these evil incidents and understand not only the security. Clay was just talking about armed guards in armed guards in schools um, and even just having one armed guard, even just the prospect that a school shooter knows there may very well be. There probably is somewhere on the premises an armed guard. 
a could affect the calculation and make sure that schools are less uh, soft targets than they currently are. I think that's a completely realistic and and sensible approach, and that's meant to save lives. It's not about politics. It's not about who's going to win the next election. Saving lives is the only impetus for uh, putting more armed resource officers in in schools um, across the country, and that so that's one component of, of this as well. The Response and we played it for you um, earlier. We probably will come back to it in the third hour of the program. Response from Nashville police officers. Um, and if we find the other names, team, let me know. But officers Rex Engelbert and Michael Calazzo, their body camera footage already released. Textbook. I've had I've had former um, former police reaching out to you. By the way, if you want to weigh in and you are uh, former SWAT or involved in in police on the uh, or, or military on the, on the tactical room clearing side. And you saw that video. You want to add your analysis to it. Please do call in 800-282-2882. I know we have SWAT commanders who listen to this long time SWAT. We have Green Berets. I mean, we got everybody, Delta SEALs. They all listen to this show. Um, but I've already Clay had people who are special operations and people who are the equivalent of special operations within the law enforcement community. You know, SWAT. It's called ESU and the NYPD emergency services unit. They've said, very well done by these officers. Um, obviously, the outcome, stopping the threat, first and foremost, but even just moving through the rooms the way they did, this will be taught. This will be video footage that law enforcement officers in training for situations like this will likely be seeing. Okay. There's also the motive component of this. We don't have the manifesto yet. We know there is a manifesto. We know the shooter is a biological female or a female who was living uh, life as a man insofar as demanding he, him pronouns and uh, change the name, uh, change the individual's name. Um, interesting to see that news media was generally referring to uh, this person as a she. And then USA Today, I'm sure some of you saw this, started to get into, oh, we didn't mean to misgender the mass murderer who is also, and I want to be clear, if any, you know, it's amazing, Clay. People, you know, when, when I tweeted this out yesterday, I shared this is a, this is a trans domestic terrorist. That is, yep. this is a person who is transgender, who is almost certainly at this point acting out in part tied to the belief that either it's the Christian school or the state of Tennessee with the ban on surgeries. There's clearly an ideological component of transgenderism that was at work here. Um, it is a trans domestic terrorist. And it's amazing to see all these people coming out, Clay, and they attack me, either person personally or my analysis. Who are, who are you to say such a thing? And I sit here and say, I, I, I don't know, f- five years in the CIA counterterrorism center, briefing the president twice about counterterrorism operations overseas and working for the NYPD intelligence division on counterterror. Like, I think I know what a terrorist is. And if you look at Dylan Roof and you look at some of the other mass shooting events, the media immediately starts talking about domestic terrorism by the way i don't disagree with that assessment but here you wouldn't even know that there could be an ideological component of what happened if you read most of the headlines and saw most of the coverage that's right and buck i mean to take people behind the scenes what did i say off air almost as soon as some of these details started coming out i said that based on the elementary school being targeted based on this being a woman 
it seemed, and being armed with three different guns, something wasn't adding up here, right? This wasn't some sort of domestic dispute. I found it unlikely that it was going to be somebody's mom who suddenly flipped out and went in with three different guns to try to murder kids. I said almost immediately off the air, because I didn't want to speculate on the air, that given what the transgender temperature has been in the state of Tennessee over this so-called gender affirming care being banned and also uh, the, uh, the the ridiculous uh, shows, right, these drag shows being banned for young children, that there was a high temperature, particularly in Nashville, over this. And it didn't surprise me that it tipped out. Now, here's the truth. OK, we should be if we had an honest media and an impartial media, people would be asking the question, was this girl on transgender medications, right? This killer testosterone, what? hormones, etc. Is there any study about what that can do to your behavior and the choices that you make? Individuals are responsible for the choices they make, as we all know, but. Whenever one of these situations arises, we have an immediate analysis, right? If this were a white guy who had voted for Donald Trump that had done this shooting in Nashville, this would be domestic terrorism. Merrick Garland would have already had, you guys all know this, Merrick Garland would have already had a press conference. He probably would have flown to Nashville already and say white men, Trump supporters, this is an extension of January 6th, domestic terrorism is the biggest threat. Is Joe Biden going to get on a plane and come to Nashville? So far, he hasn't. I believe we have the audio, in fact, Buck, of Joe Biden yesterday. We played this live on the air because we were so confused that it was going on. Joe Biden, before he came out and actually addressed the kids that had been murdered in Nashville, actually talked about how much he likes ice cream. Listen to Cut 14. This is what was going on when Joe Biden came down and started addressing the White House and the crowd. This aired live on Fox News. Listen. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Okay. Super weird, Buck. I mean, look, you and I, this news was breaking yesterday. Uh, Treat our audience with respect. Hey, here are the details. Here's what we know. Here's where we think this story is going. Here's what you all need to know. We didn't come on and say, hey, let's make a joke about how much we like ice cream and then try to pivot. In fact, Buck, as you well know, yesterday off air, we had conversations. It's hard to talk about anything else because this is such a uh, emotional in the moment event that has just occurred. The president can't come down and address what's going on in a sober and serious way. He comes down and starts making jokes about ice cream. And it's it's very strange. Can I can I point out, you know, yesterday I said right as this happened, and they said that it was remember originally, and to, to the law enforcement's credit here, this this needs to be this there are a couple of standard setting aspects of what happened in the law enforcement response in Nashville yesterday. Obviously, most importantly, the stop the threat, the officers on the scene ran in to the, I mean, to the sound of the gunfire, uh, or to the degree they could, looking anywhere they could for whoever they could stop the threat. But also, the flow of information to the public. This is important. People need to know when the information, there's no reason for law enforcement to hold back on this stuff generally, unless they're 
trying to do a secondary arrest. They think there's a co-conspirator or anything else. Right. There's no reason to, to delay. And what you generally see in a lot of, in a lot of departments and, you know, the, obviously the mayor or the governor's getting involved that this kind of an incident is the delay of facts being released in certain cases and the delay of facts depending on what the narrative may be. And you start to hear this. We may never know the motive. Yeah. The only time they say, we may never know the motive of a terrorist attack, which is what this was, or any mass casualty incident, is when the perpetrator and the ideology involved is something that the Democrat left does not want to hear about. Yesterday, when they told us that there was a teenage, it was a teenage girl who did the shooting, they updated, said a woman. What did we say right away? Very rare, very rare for there to be a female mass shooter not unprecedented but there are i think less you can count them on one hand for the last 30 or 40 years and then though the conversation becomes later on we found out this was a transgender individual well that recently is less rare um you know when you look at for example the colorado springs shooting in 2022 does anyone even remember this at this point Think about how, really go by your memory and what the media focuses on. Do you remember that there were five people who were murdered in an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs? You may vaguely remember this, even though it was a horrific mass shooting event. And Clay, it was the individual involved was trans, and they claimed that he was not actually trans in the media and then made the story go away because it didn't fit the narrative. What we saw in Nashville was... We'll see in full, you know, fully in the manifesto. It was clearly a domestic terrorist act. It was ideological. You could argue it was a hate crime as well. Those things are not mutually exclusive. But the media is not talking about it like that at all. The media Correct. is trying to make this story, much of the media, I should say, the Democrat aligned media, make it go away quickly. In fact, when we come back, we'll play you a clip from CNN of a person saying, I don't even know why we need to talk about it being a trans killer. That's not the real story here. The guns are. But we'll play that for you when we come back. I want to give you a word from our sponsor here, Chalk, because if you go through the day wishing you had a little more energy and focus, let me tell you about one of our longtime sponsors here, Chalk, C-H-O-Q. This Texas-based company makes natural supplements that give you that extra oomph you need without relying on additional cups of coffee or high-energy sugar drinks. They also create bundles to help men and women with their unique needs. For the guys, there's something called the Male Vitality Stack, which replenishes testosterone levels, a leading source of energy. Studies show that three months of regular daily consumption will restore 20% of the missing testosterone levels. For the ladies, they have a female vitality stack, which focuses on hormone health and stress relief. Both bundles contain herbal ingredients, each one carefully researched, and all meant to provide natural energy infusions into your busy day. You'll find these products and others at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. That's how it's spelled. Use my name, Buck, B-U-C-K, save 35% off any Chalk subscription. That's C-H-O-Q dot com. Use the name Buck for 35% off. You don't know what you don't know, right? 
but you could on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Closing out first hour. Encourage you, as always, go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Tens of millions of you are subscribing. Lots of cool, unique offerings for that podcast. All you have to do is search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. Boom, you will be well on your way being able to hear every single moment of the program. We put out the uh, the call there, 800-282-2882. If you're in law enforcement, if you have been involved in SWAT training, based on the videos that you have seen of the Nashville Police Department's response to this school shooter, what was your reaction? We've got several different people who want to weigh in, uh, beginning with George in Missouri. Uh, George, what did you think of the video? What do you think of the Nashville Police Department's response? Hey, I think the Nashville Police Department did a great job. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, the only problem is they're a little slow because they're 14 minutes away. Uh, That's what I thought yesterday. That's what I said. I thought that the, yeah, it was the 14 distance they minutes had to travel the would be the only to problem. The, yeah. the neutralization of the threat. So what would you say right. as a former Special Forces guy? Do you like the idea of having armed security in every school? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I briefed the lieutenant governor in North Carolina, um, Dan Forrest, a few years ago when he was still the lieutenant governor. 
on a plan to secure all the schools. And my number one priority was arm any of the faculty that wished to be trained and armed, which wouldn't cost that much money, and, and then put signage up around the school saying, hey, our, our faculty is armed. That would stop probably 90% of people coming in to shoot up that school. And then yeah, I understand, even, but sorry to cut you off. I understand that idea. I think some people will say, well, if you put more guns in school, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If you don't have people who are well-trained with guns and they're around kids, like could there be more incidents that arise of shootings? But a trained security guard, to me, is a no-brainer, Buck. So I, I understand people, like, if you're a former Marine and you want to have a gun, I'm fine with it, but I don't know necessarily that I want your average teacher to suddenly well, let, feel let like add, he's carrying around this, a gun. A couple things. One is that there's a, and John Lott, with more guns, less crime, and also his analysis on this, is is the foremost individual on the data. What does the data actually tell us? And concealed carry permits, for example, bring down violent crime wherever they adopt concealed carry permits. And they wonder, well, why is that? You would think there's more guns on the streets. Why would there be fewer violent crimes? Because it's not, and this is like, so I will say, I mean, a, a member of my family is concealed carries all the time, all yeah. the time. Okay. Obviously legally, um, down here in Florida, concealed carries. And he always says he doesn't just conceal carry for him. He concealed carries for everybody around him. Yeah. And also for anybody out there who is thinking about doing bad things, they got to know that there are good guys out there. They have to take that calculation in mind. So let's say you have 10 schools. Not every school is going to want to have an armed resource officer. Fine. It should be a choice. I don't think it should necessarily be a mandate for the school, though some people may disagree with that. But if five of the schools have resource officers and two of the schools have um, somebody who is a concealed carry permit holder on the premises, the bad guys, you know, they have to assume they don't know who that is, right? So the, the concealed carry component of this added to the resource officer component can create different calculations for somebody who would try to use this as a soft target. Effectively, Clay, it's like if the guy, if someone doesn't know if you have a gun or I have a gun, but one of us has a gun, robbing either of us is a bad idea. Yeah. By the way, I don't even think it should be a school choice. I think like states should individually mandate we're going to have armed security in every school. And, and, I, I, my kids have it. I want every kid to have it in my state. I want every just kid in the nation to have it. Something that I think is interesting, concealed carry permit holders are um, by the numbers, not just more law-abiding than everyday folks. They are more law-abiding by per capita than law enforcement. Think about that for a second. That's a great stat. Uh, yeah. Charlie in Minnesota. Charlie, what do you think? I think uh, thank you for taking my call, and I think Nashville PD did exactly what they've been trained. I'm a, a longtime uh, and now retired firefighter, and have participated in a lot of training with our law enforcement uh, brothers and sisters on this. And when we and there's really two programs that we train have trained on. They're called Alert and Three Echo, and both of those programs uh, teach officers to move and engage the shooter as quickly as possible. And you saw that with their. Uh, switch when they were doing their room clearing searches, which were fantastic, and then they switched to go to the gunshots, and that's what uh, that's what they're trained to do, and they did a fantastic job. And and also, uh, you saw them put the officer in the front with the uh, LPVO. You heard them call that out on the on the body cam, and and made sure their precision marksman was in the lead and on point on interdicting the shooters. So it was it was a really. Uh, it was a really good response from those officers, and um, you know you could see it for yourself. So anyone, anyone, everyone can know exactly what they went through 
I mean, doing a, a you know, bounding overwatch drill uh, in the past. I'm sure these officers had trained up on this. It was good. It was the way uh, way officers need to do it. Anyway, um, we want to talk motive a little bit, the politics of this Biden calling for an assault rifle ban. And then um, we've also got Trump had a sit down with our friend Sean Hannity last night. We'll discuss that coming up. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 